Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. WOTB, that's Word of the Bay, is brought to you by audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark to get your free audiobook download. Oh my God. And a free 30 day free, 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 free trial with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPod, uh, MP3 player, and uh, what else, Jonathan? Uh, the Kindle. The Kindle. <laughs> God, the room is hot. It's episode ninety-seven. It is War of the Bay. I am Kyle, and I'm Jonathan. And yeah, what's up, man? Uh, not much. I was just gonna. I was gonna, like trying to like jump in there where you're like, "Ooh, the room's hot." And I was gonna be like, hey, "But your mom's not, bro." <laughs> but God, you know, Robert. We were playing. Uh, Who? Uh, Robert from Shark Dropper. Uh, we were all hanging out Sunday. Uh, for Nick's birthday, uh, and <laughs> we were playing beer pong. Nick and Jonathan dominate the entire day. I know we were like the Yankees, man. You guys, twenty-seven. Like you didn't lose the entire day. Uh, no, we played. Well, to inform the listener, we we were having two little sports going. We we had cornhole, and we had beer pong. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll play cornhole. And you, usually, as these things go. Uh, you play until you lose, and then the winners Winter get dethroned yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, so I just jumped on with the birthday boy, Nick, and won the first game, won the second game. And then all of a sudden, it keeps adding up, and it's like 7 nothing, 8 nothing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting kind of sick of cornhole, as everybody was. So we whipped out the beer pong table, and we just fucking dominated that, too. We went 4-0 on the beer pong table, and then like it was, it was just crazy. I felt like the Yankees, like everybody was booing us and like, and like rooting for every you know somebody to take us down. There's not to, not to get to the whole beer to break down a beer pong game, but I mean this this is this might have been one of the greatest uh, beer pong comebacks <laughs> I've seen in a long time. It's pretty epic. I think you were down. The, you, you the game was over. I mean someone had you. The final cup they got you. They scored. They 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 sank they they sank the ball. Um, you guys had to make redemption, and both of you made it. And both of us made it. Yeah, I know. I I saw the light. And it, and it and it pushed me back. Mm. <laughs> but what reminded me of that is <laughs> I think I think you're playing Robert. Is it? Yeah, you're playing Robert and I from Shark Trapper. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, can I get a re-rack, the one that looks like your mom?" <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I remember that one. And, but there was like two cups. It's like, what the fuck are you supposed what to do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, um, that was a fun time though. Real, real good time. Yeah, it was. Drank too much. Drove drove home after drinking too much. God damn! I I had this whole plan. I was gonna go to my mom's and like, you know, do some laundry, but like, pass down the bed. Dude, yeah, I went home. I 
put on two episodes of The Office because I'm watching it with Jen now. She's never seen it. She, really? She's never seen it all the way through. Where are you on now? Uh, season five. Okay. Yeah. So it's still good. It, oh, I thought it's been good to. Uh, it's it's good it got, all the way through. Mm, it got like I stopped watching after. Shh. Okay. No spoilers. All right. No all spoilers because a certain somebody who hasn't seen that listens to this. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, after a certain event, point. yeah, happens. It went downhill, but it redeemed itself in the final season. That's what I hear, and I'd like to go back and watch it. Oh, yeah. Mr. Shit Talker yeah, well, hasn't I even mean, seen the final season. I do want to watch the final season, but it's like it, now nowadays, it's like when the fuck am I have time to watch a show? People ask me all the time, like, "Hey, are you watching Banshee?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> what about Banshee Two? Yeah, fuck no. no, no. I got no time to sit down and watch a third. You mean I need to set aside thirty minutes to watch a show or an, an hour? God yeah. forbid, like Game of Thrones. Like, oh, you gotta watch Game of Thrones. Fuck that. It's like, yeah, I no, I, I completely understand. Uh, somebody. Somebody did that to me lately, like, oh, oh, you like Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you got to check out this new Netflix original. It's called, like, um, I don't know, uh, The Eight or something. Mm. I don't I don't fucking know. It's all about quantum physics. You, know, remember? you fucking uh, love quantum physics, man. Physics. And then I fucking put it on, and about, like, it was this, like, weird opening scene with, like, five minutes of, like, weird shit going on. And it was, like, kind of like this, like, techno-punk like gutter punk kind of thing, really? which is like not my scene. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like the, the the credits open up and it goes created, written and directed by the Wachowskis. And I go off next. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Off. What is this? The Matrix? Or? Yeah, Jesus. It's funny you should mention that because I was reading about Inception today. Ooh. I think. Do you think Inception has to be the most creative movie since The Matrix? Like, the, um, like they hit they hit it out of the park. The Wachowskis with the Matrix. Oh, I would ab- say. the the very first one, yeah, absolutely. first Matrix. Oh yeah, the rest of them are dog shit. But yeah, um, you know what, what's weird to me? And welcome to the sports talk radio show. Listen, okay, fuck all you guys. It, it was just the the most boring week in sports where like literally no sports happened. You had the All Star game and then like the four baseball games. It's like, well, yeah, what are we going to report on? Two nights of baseball. Yeah, three nights of baseball. Some guy in the NFL signed a contract. Yeah, great. And another guy didn't. Yeah. Hasn't yet. Might, maybe might have. Maybe coming. Yeah. Uh, so back to our inception conversation. Back to the real shit. It it's interesting to me that a lot of people compare the uh, inception and the matrix to being like almost identical movies. Not I, I wouldn't say identical, but they touch on similar themes. They do, but like I remember when Inception first came out and like all the reviews were coming out. It, it seemed like everybody was like, "Well, it's like the Matrix, just newer." Really? And I was like, mm. "Fuck, no, it's not. No, it's a different. It's a different thing. It's just it's it thematically. It's like it's it's there. It's of right. the uh, you know you're, you're not in control of your own consciousness, sort of thing." Well, if you if you listen to one of our other podcasts called uh, Shark Droppers Top Five, um, I am one of the hosts on that show, and our most recent episode that we just released was Top Five Movies, um, and Spoiler alert, my number one is Inception. Mm-hmm. And a point that I made on that movie was it is in a in a industry in a in the times of the movies, the temperature of the movie making industry today is what? Sequels, reboots, and and redos. Right. And it's just like when a movie like Inception or Interstellar comes out, you just go, Oh, Thank God, something that wasn't adapted from a TV show from the 80s, a comic book character, mm-hmm. or a rehash, reboot of, you of know, an Weekend of Birdies. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
So I mean, you're talking the wrong guy because I got a, I got a lot of bias for that movie. Yeah, I know. So I so I guess you you weren't a fan of the Suicide Squad trailer. Or? No, I I really wasn't. And I okay. Now here's the thing with the Suicide Squad. You just had arguably within the last five years somebody play the Joker. Yep. In arguably the best supporting actor role known to cinema. Won an Oscar for it, posthumously. Why the fuck would you take a role that soon after that that perfect representation of the Joker? I think if you listen like the trailer, Jared Leto's doing the the Heath Ledger Joker he, voice. He is. Yeah. It's like to bring something to the character, maybe. I don't know. It, it, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, I, he almost made it like this kind of sound, like, like that. You know, the Joker. Yeah, with the tongue, like yeah. heavy tongue. Heavy tongue. I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really bad. He's going to. You only got these scars. <laughs> yeah. like, oh God. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Next. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel, the the Superman movie. I'm not even a fan of Superman, so I skipped it. Yeah, it's it's worth a skip. So I don't know. It's yeah. I don't think it's. I agree with you. Like I get I get it hyped up every once in a while about a superhero flick, but like. More often than not, they've been shit. Well, it's like how many times do you want to reboot Spider-Man? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Fucking Christ. Doing it again, baby. Oh. Civil War. Let's go. I know. Uh, yeah, maybe I guess we would be remiss if we didn't talk sports, though. I have some sports related for you. Yeah, what's uh, up? Okay, so out of all 32 NFL teams, do you know which is the only team that needs to report their national financial income? The Packers, I would assume, because their ownership is the <laughs> the only thing that's different. Correct. Okay. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know how this all works, um, teams will bring in money from merchandising, from TV, from radio, uh, all that shit, right? And they have to split it with the other teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Packers released their numbers today. Do you want to know how much they gave in cash to each team this for, last year? for revenue sharing? For revenue sharing, I'll say I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'll say twenty million. Two hundred and twenty-six point four million Fuck, I, per team. I was almost gonna go five hundred million, but I thought like, ah, that's too much. That's it's, way it, too much. It's too crazy, right? Okay. You want to do the math in your head? You want to try it? Try it. Okay. If it's $226 million to each team in one year, mm-hmm. how much do they dole out overall in one year? Like you mean uh, the, the the NFL? as, a, as the, a, the Packers, not the NFL. Oh, wait. So so, so one team? Or was it $226 million to each team in the NFL. It's got to be close to a billion. Seven billion dollars yeah fucking a that's how that's how much the packers are bringing in through radio and tv and merchandising so oh my god are you fucking kidding me oh my god and if uh, look that's the packers i had to read it twice i had to read it twice read that and tell me i'm not wrong fuck 7.2 billion with a b that's billion with a b people in one year. I had to read it like, no, this has got to be over the last decade or something. Nope. Annual. Annual. The, the NFL is printing money. And they have the, <laughs> they have the fucking audacity to go to, to go to taxpayers and be like, well, we need a stadium. Right. $7 billion will pay for, 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 for seven stadiums. We just, you know what that is, Kyle? That's, that's 
the salary cap for a team. Christ Almighty! The is it, is the, it though? That's just, that's just that's just being the best sport in America right now. But the Buccaneers got two hundred twenty-six million dollars from us, saying, "Here you go, spend it on your players right. this year." Yeah, that's unbelievable. To me. It is. <laughs> but that's, that's bigger re- than Apple. That's revenue sharing, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. The NFL doesn't have to to, to report. Unless I'm wrong, they don't have to report their. Uh, their profits? No, they don't. Yeah, and they were. And here's what's weird is that because I've always profit. Exactly. So they never have to report it. I was always under the impression the last numbers that I saw was that it was an NFL as a as a entity in its entirety was a nine billion dollar oh, yeah. industry. I- <laughs> if the Packers alone are for just revenue sharing are bringing out in 7 billion a year. Mm-hmm. NFL is a lot bigger than everybody thinks it is. What the national debt is. <laughs> see what it is. 18 mil, 18 trillion. Or trill, I'm sorry, trill. <laughs> 18 mil. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Steve Jobs or not Steve Jobs, but fucking Jerry so, Jones can pay it off with a fart. So, if uh the next president can just like hold off on spending and on anything, like keep it even for the next 8 years, Packers can pay that off. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw a little Apple money in there, too. That's fucking bananas. That is bananas. But I I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. So two questions arise for me out of this. Number one, is there any other NFL team that you think beats that? I think maybe without one, a doubt. one or two. Without a doubt. I think, I think they're printing money in the NFL. I think the Packers... <laughs> I think it's it's the Packers, and then it's probably like the like the the big teams, like the Giants, the uh, maybe the Seahawks. The last couple of years, maybe the, definitely the the Cowboys with that fucking stadium. If I were to think of off the top of my head, just two teams that could pro- are probably pulling in a lot more money than the Packers. It's the Cowboys and the Patriots. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> The cow- I bet the Cowboys double what the, what the, what the, the highest <laughs> team is. Like that stadium, you, did you see the, the the stadium that he built? You've been there. Like, yeah. How can you how can you build that stadium and say, "Oh, well, we need your, we need your money for the taxpayers"? Here. It's a theme park that a football team happens to play in sometimes. Wow, I, I don't know. I'm not surprised. But then to see the thing is, is like, given that, given like how much the, a team makes. Do you think that the players like the like are the players getting a fair cut of that? Do you think? I know I, I know you feel personally about it, but I'm just saying. Like, do you think that they're getting a fair a fair cut of that that giant seven billion dollar pie? Well, when you, <laughs> I mean, it's just we might as well be talking about monopoly money. Yeah, at this. I point. mean, it's it's hard to say. You know, a guy like me and knowing how much I make, a guy like you, you knowing how much you make, and then saying, well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't make enough with. Twenty-five million dollars a year. That's mm-hmm. that's it, it's it's apples and oranges. I mean, I, yeah. F- to me, I'm like I'd be happy to make twenty-five million dollars a year, but I, I would play one year and then be like, yeah, oh, I win. But I mean, to to you know, to the Jerry Joneses and the the Dan Schneiders of the world, that's chump change to them. They don't give a fuck about twenty-five. They they lose twenty-five mil at, at, at a weekend in Vegas. I know, I know. So I mean, that begs the question. It's just like. What's enough? Yeah, I think it's all too much. I think it's all a little bit too much. I think it, it, I don't know. It's 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 not going to go. There's no way it'll ever go backwards. But I mean, it's just. Well, I saw I saw a contract from the very first year that the Packers were in the NFL. 
So basically when the NFL started. Right. So it was like 1963 or 62. And I, I, I had a, I saw it like a, a physical copy of the contract for a offensive lineman. So welcome to the Packers, you know, and it had like his salary numbers on it. Hundred bucks a week, twenty two thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's like what I I made more than that out of college. What fucking Rudy made for playing for Notre Dame? I watched Rudy last night. They make money. Wait, you mean the actual the actual the guy? actual Rudy? Yeah, what do you think Rudy made from like? Just the fucking like naming rights yeah. and that shit. I heard that guy like sold that movie, sold his story hard. Like that he knew he had his his little inspirational story. Like put some fucking music in the background and like <laughs> everybody was, would feel good. He'd make bank. That, that guy's an asshole in real life. I've way. heard that guy's an asshole in real life. And that's not his story. That's uh uh, uh trumped up. Oh yeah, yeah, the Trump trumped up version of it. Yeah, yeah the fuck eyes. going and laying the jerseys down on the desk because you could start for me, Dan. Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll start to think of like, like all the residuals. Like, my sister went to school with somebody who was in the Bridges of Madison County. Okay, did you ever see that movie? Mm-mm. Okay, well, it's one of the sons. Sounds like a Wisconsin movie. thing. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, it's it, I don't know. It's a movie with Clint Eastwood in it from the nineties. He. He was probably on screen a total of a minute and 45 seconds, mm-hmm. right in the beginning of the movie. He would get $500 to his front door every time that movie was played on like TV. TV anywhere. Yeah, TBS? Fuck anywhere. yeah. And that's for like a minute and 45 seconds. Royalties, babe. Royalties. Fuck yeah. yeah. Okay, so Rudy, mm, are we able to pull this information up? I'm guessing Rudy's worth $12 million. Ooh. Rudy Rudinger, Daniel Rudinger, net worth. <laughs> they actually have it. Holy shit. Let's see. What is Rudy? 500,000? Wow. That's it. Damn. What happened, Rudy? Nash, American motivational speaker who's net worth 500,000, former Sh- player. Should have got the merchandising rights, Rudy. Yeah. I'm sure, you can, I'm sure that for the 500,000 is just for that jersey alone. Like the jersey he wore out of the, the Notre Dame. What a dickhead. Yeah, five foot six. Holy crap! Look at him. He got he record. How do you record a sack unless it was one of those things where they're like, "Well, let's let him by and sack the quarterback." Whatever, it's garbage time, right? Like we talked about last week with the old veteran, like running through people <laughs> falling down for him. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's you know, it's fifty six to seven. Just whatever. Yeah. Ridiculous. Whatever, man. Yeah. So I just saw on our NFL there was a there was a topic that said someone bought the Washington Redskins dot com and redirected it to Giants dot com. What? It's control. What do you think about what do you think? Des Bryant signed last week. He did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If, is that a good thing for the Cowboys or not? Uh, well, I mean, he's a great receiver, but he's a big. He's um, he's a liability in my opinion. Uh, is he like where would you put him? Top five. Would he be in the top five NFL receivers right now? Playing right now? Yeah. Um, I would say he, yes. He, yeah. He, he, as much as I hate to say it, he's good. The guy's good, but. He's good. Yeah. I mean, well, who'd be your number one? Calvin Johnson, for sure. Yeah, me too. Fucking Megatron. Would oh. Jordy Nelson be on that list? Um, Let's see. See, now I got to think about it. I'd Jordy say, Nelson of the Packers for those 
Bucks fans out there. I'd say uh, Calvin Johnson number one. Right. Mike Evans number two. No. I was like, really? Controversial <laughs> pick. Really? Controversial at number two. Calvin Johnson. Not uh, Calvin Johnson's number one and, and two. two and five. <laughs> Fuck it. He's the entire Fuck list. Fuck it. With, he's one through five. With Des Bryant at a distant six. Where does Jordy Nelson stack up statistically to like other receivers? Like I like I don't I don't know if I pay. If I don't know if I know. You got the the keys right the, in front of you, the, sir. The key strike. Let's look up top. We got, a, we got a soft week. Let's look up top uh, wide receiver projections. Fair enough. For 2016. Or 2015. But here's the problem. Like, there's all these like guys like that play for like the fucking Bengals, right? Who the, have incredible stats. We just don't know who the fuck they are because they play for the fucking Bengals. I'm sure at the very least it'll give us an, an idea. I might, I may, maybe I'll put Jordy up there. I think I mean, Jordy he'd have to be if the Packers are so good. Well, he put he put up record numbers for he broke a wide all the wide receiver rule. Um, Records. All the rules. <laughs> all the rules. He did all the HGH. <laughs> the guy was a fucking monster. He was a fucking monster. He, he broke all the records last year. Uh, Packers records, at least. Okay, so we're looking at the we're looking at the top five uh, 2015 projected fantasy stats, and this is according to the fourlinernetwork dot com. Uh, number one is Antonio Brown. Number two is Demarius Thomas. Number three, Des Bryant. Number four. Odo Beckham Jr. fucking gag me, and then Jesus. number five is Jordy Nelson. Dude, they're only putting Calvin. Jo- yeah, but I mean, hmm. they're only putting OBJ on there because of that fucking catch. Yeah, I, I <laughs> he had good numbers last year, but that's because Nelson Cruz was down. And okay, sure. I mean, does that make him bad, or does that make him not good? I don't know. It's it's. I think he was the he was the best of the worst on the Giants. You know what I mean? Calvin Johnson's number seven. Yeah, as behind far as Julio Jones, AJ Green, Austin Jeffries, Cobb, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans, Evans number thirteen. What's up, buddy? Almost in the top ten. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I will I will agree with. I'll take take out Odell Beckham Jr. from this top five list and put in Calvin Johnson. Maybe not in this order, but I'd say that there's there's my top five. Des. Darius Thomas, um, Calvin Johnson, and Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm throwing Nelson on the list, he's definitely like number five or four. How the fuck do we do that? Like, I did, like it's it's so not football season. I can just tell because like I'm like I'm trying to think of like top five receivers. I'm like, uh. well, yeah, because it's not in your face every every day. Yeah. Nelson Cruz isn't dancing a fucking samba. God, I, I hate fucking, that shit. God, yeah. it makes me want to like puke in my own hand. What other, what other, what other player has has that ever been a thing for? Ever, well, ever. Oh God, I mean, and it's like when you look at like through history, like the wide receiver touchdown dances or whatever, the celebration. That has got to be the weakest of them all. Yeah, the weakest fucking sauce. Well, it's like they don't put Todd Rungan on if if the Packers score a touchdown. They don't play it over the fucking Fox broadcast. You know, should any Bengals fans be listening? No. But like, right. well, uh, Nelson Cruz, let's play the Samba music. Yeah, hey, why not? Like, fuck off with that. Like, yeah. if I know uh, that, that. I know. I know. I'm hey. professional to me. Exactly. And it's like any, I don't know. I, I'm biased here because it's like when you see a Green Bay Packer score a touchdown, he either runs back to his team or he jumps in, into the crowd. Right. Okay. There's no touch. I've never seen once in my entire existence watching the Green Bay Packers. Not one of them do a touchdown dance. 
But I like the touchdown dance. I do. Like I'm I'm for, I'm for it. I hate seeing it happen to me on my team. Yeah. But like, don't play the fucking music where it's like you like you know you're playing his own custom music on the fucking Fox broadcast. So, brings up a fun question: What's the best touchdown celebration you've ever seen? I know the best reaction to a touchdown celebration I've ever heard. We might have the same one. <laughs> it would be Joe Buck with uh, Randy Moss. Yes. Oh my God! What this? Where just hide your children and just, <laughs> there could be Dennis and I like oh my god really yeah. Joe Buck like he's just kind of he's like sort of mimicking a moon to the Packers fans I I don't know yeah he uh, they might have called him a piece of shit when uh, when Randy Moss was playing for the Vikings it was like Monday Night Football in Lambo and then Randy Moss had scored a touchdown and then fake mooned <laughs> the Packer fans I love that's like that's one that, of my favorite reactions ever. It, okay. He's so disgusted with it. I'm fine. I'm gonna look it up. A, a close second is when uh, Ocho Cinco played golf with the football and the the pylon. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I know. Like I know my fi- favorite biased moment. Let me play it. without even really being able to run as he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. <laughs> a disgusting act. Hide the children. He slightly, he kind of, he almost a little bit made a move that looked like he pulled his pants down. Oh, my God. There was one last season that I completely forgot about. What's that? That probably beats this one. Um, I cannot remember who did it. He fake shat out the f- the football. <laughs> he fake shat football. Like like he held it between his legs and then like clinched and then shat out the football. Mm, let's see, poop end zone celebration. Let's see if that brings up any any results. Doug Baldwin. Yeah, there it is. Yep. This is. I haven't. Oh my god. Somebody. Finally, somebody did it. The, the the end zone, the the touchdown dance. Are they actually going to play it? God damn it. I hate when they do this. They're not. They're just going to show pictures of it. It's hard to find footage of this one. Let's see. Might be this one. 34 seconds. It looks like a good one. The, the end zone celebration that you do playing with your friends, like pick up football. I know. I know. I don't think I've seen this one, for fuck's sake. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't even show it. They they averted everybody's eyes from from seeing this. Oh, my God, he pooped on the field. And I, I'm, like, so surprised that you can actually find footage of this. I don't think so. This one's not coming up. Doug Baldwin, end zone celebration. <laughs> God. No, that's on NFL.com. Show oh, yeah, that shit. yeah, that's true. Tends to poop out the football. I think this is the same one. Yeah, it's the same one. You bitch. How dare you? Oh, yeah, they're actually playing. Look at this. Yeah, just pictures. But they're actually. All right. NBC cut away before we could actually see Doug perform the full celebration. But photographers at the game. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Unbelievable, right? Yeah, that's awesome. No, no, see, he didn't do it right. He he just he hovered over the football after it was sitting down in the end zone. You have to put it behind your back. Yeah, you're right. And then shit it out. <laughs> shit it out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work any other way. Can I give you, can I give you a random question? Yeah. I'll let you think about it because I'll give you my answer first. Okay. Because it's a thinking question. All right. And in the nature of a soft week, I feel like I can ask you. Soft week and soft poops. Bring your improv skills out here a little bit. Okay. If you were to open up a gay bar, what'd you call it? Oh, okay. Well, What's your answer? Mr. Fisters. Mr. Fisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call it Papa Bears. How come nobody's taken Mr. Fister yet? Be a beer bar. <laughs> Papa Bear or Big Bear? Papa Bear? Yeah. Big Bear? Big like Big Bear. I'll open up a big a, uh, a bar in Big Bear and call it Big Bear. Or uh oh man, we can go all night on this. Mama still loves me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I haven't told my dad yet. That's what it's called. Uh what would be your rap name? My rap name, I used to think it would be Special K. That's, um, it's, it's that's too on the nose. Too on the nose. Yeah. Too obvious. I've I've heard it too many times. Yeah. Uh, I go with I go with uh, fucking. I'll go with uh, Kanye West. Mine would be Man A's. <laughs> man A's. Man A's with Z's at the end. You can call so call your Man Dash A Z Z Z. They say they call me Mayonnaise, and they say why they call you Mayonnaise, and you say because I spread like peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense, but I love it. Instead of the one where they just call you peanut butter, and you say, because peanut butter has too many syllables. F and A. Spread like peanut butter. Spread like peanut That's butter. That's a prison joke. I, I didn't get that until now, but yeah. Oh, no, I get it now. Spread I get like, it. Spread like I get it. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That, hey, you can find him at Mr. Fister's this weekend. Yeah. He'll be out there signing autographs. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break, then we'll come back, and we'll talk uh, baseball, hopefully. Sounds good. What's up, guys? It's uh, it's Kyle, and I'm going to tell you about Reese Witherspoon narrating a book. <laughs> How crazy is that? No, I'm kidding. Listen, go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark to get yourself a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. What about Reese Witherspoon, Kyle? Well, listen, Harper Lee did a sequel to The Killing a Mockingbird, apparently, and it's called The Ghost Out of Watchmen. And it blew my mind that fucking Reese, Reese Witherspoon is doing the the audiobook version. Like, wh- where does that, where does that come into play? Like, who, how do they get that her to do that? Like, why? Like, why would? Let's just get the biggest actress we can think of. What's Reese Witherspoon doing right now? Um, yeah, I don't know how I got onto that. Anyways, go to www.audibletrial.com/shark. Get a free audiobook download. Look, if you don't want to read the sequel to uh, to To Kill a Mockingbird. You can go get any other book. You can go get Up, Up, and Away by Jonah Carey and watch history play out again as the Rays are leaving Tampa. And you can read how it happened to Montreal and how they're going to get their team back. Well, not that that's in the book, or maybe it is. Uh, Go to audibletrial.com and figure it out. If you have an Android, an iPod, a Kindle, an MP3 player, a Zune, uh, I think you can even have a sundial where you can have an audible attachment and it'll actually play on that. Any manner of media or electronic you can get audible for uh and it helps us out you get a free audiobook download you get a 30-day free trial we get a little bit of money on the side to make a better product for you it's win-win really so once again that address is www.audibletrial.com slash s-h-a-r to the k
Let's see if the uh, the old rays suck. What do you think? <sighs> so this one's kind of hard to tell because they didn't play. It's like they played. I guess oh, I guess it's easy to tell. We well, know. Well, what we're judging off of is the three stint at Toronto, and then the Phillies game tonight in Philly. In Philly, the worst one of the worst teams in baseball at, with a thirty-two and. Uh, 62 record. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, but after tonight, we know, as you guys already know, that record for the Phillies increased to 33 and 62. How the fuck? Yeah, I, I, I'm dumbfounded because you, you bring the Astros into the trop and you sweep them, which are arguably the hottest team, the hottest team in baseball. And then you go to the worst team in ba- I mean, the only team worse than these guys are the fucking Brewers. Not only did we beat the Astros, we beat their ace. And I don't know. You know and, and we're sending our ace out on the third game against the Blue Jays. And you go, okay, there you go. Okay, so what we're talking about is the first game of the Blue Jays, loss. Second game of the Blue Jays, win. Okay, now Sunday comes out, or you send Archer out there on Sunday... And you go, all right. That's got to be a win. That's that's Seri- we're taking a series. series. Win. Yeah, we lose zero to four. Yeah, after on a home run. It's, they're the the the, <laughs> the Jays lineup is is insanity. They're they're so good. They are really fucking good, and they're, and they're consistently good. They've been good for the last three years, for yeah. four or five years. They just haven't had the pitching, and and finally this year they they thought that they did, and and, and uh, what's his name got hurt in, in spring training. I, his name escapes me, but so do you know who pitched tonight? Yeah, it was an old Matty Moe. Yeah, I mean, by the time I tuned in, um, it was the bottom of the third, 
and <laughs> the announcers were already talking about how he was getting a lecture from Jim Hickey. Jim Hickey on the bench. Oh, heck. And I go, fuck. The, 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 the demons are back. Like, Matt Moore, he's just... If you look at everybody who has been with the Rays who has gotten TJ surgery and have, has come back, they're completely different pitchers. Yeah, I mean, JP Howell being the first, the, the first patient instance, zero. Yeah, I think that's just a. I think that's likely just a a result of having TJ. I mean, you're you you have a completely new ligament in your arm. And I mean, what gives me hope is that it's like he's his velocity's there. It's just the control. It's the control. Yeah. He's and got it, he's got none of it. So what do you do? You send him back down? No, he's just gotta work it out. He's just gotta get out there and, and, and work out how to get it into the glove where it fucking needs to be. Or or just he's gotta find that groove. He's gotta get the the innings under him again. So do you keep him in a starting the starting rotation throughout the season? Yeah. No matter whether he loses the wrestling well, He gets two wins the rest of the season. Mm. Yeah, I would say that you have to. You have to go go out there and get him, especially with the way that we've been going recently. You also have to look at his replacements too. Yeah, we got nobody really to replace. You're looking at what bringing Colomay back out of the bullpen. I mean, right? I'd rather I'd rather see him try to work through this than have Alex Colomay come back come up and. Right, and I don't want to be you know the soothsayer of of despair here, but I mean you're also kind of prepping him for 2016. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we we had a meeting tonight, so I didn't get to see his his games. But I really like. I noticed last game he was tipping pitches, and if you and if uh, you know the uh, the Astros aren't going to pick it up, but you know the fucking Blue Jays will. So I I'd, I'd hate to I'd hate to know that he was still tipping off his fastballs uh, tonight. Which I don't. Well, I'm like, sorry, not the Blue Jays. This is a, we're talking about the Phillies, right? Shit. So then I don't know. I mean, the Phillies are a vet squad. They've Dude, been around the block. You're fucking friends with Matt Moore. Go tell him what the fuck's yeah, up. Go knock on his fucking, knock him door. fucking door and be like, hey, bro. You want to be my friend? <laughs> you want to hug? Can we hug? Can, can you give me a hug, please? Yeah, I, I, I just don't. I mean, I know it's wrong. I, I, I know it's wrong, so I can't sit here and be like, well, what the fuck? Because I'm sitting here podcasting about a professional athlete. Right. But I mean, if you and I, if you or I were running the team, we'd have had fucking. Uh, uh, Erasmo Ramirez out on his ass earlier this year, and you know we would have right. all all manner of lineup changes. So I think I think the he's the guy's just got to work through whatever is going on, and it's you know even into next year. Let's let's throw him out there and see what's going on. Well, I, I I agree with you full heartedly. The only thing that I'm afraid <laughs> of is if you look at like JP Howell, who was a starting pitcher of ours, and then got TJ surgery. We had to move him to as a to a reliever position. Could that be because we had amazing starters at that point? Probably had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But he was never, ever the same. Like, I had a little chant going, throw in the towel, here comes J.P. Howell. Here. And not for us. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not in favor of no. us. Yeah, you're right. He would always go out there with like a one-run lead and fucking blow Cough it. it up. Yeah. I, I, I just don't want to see this happen to Matt Moore. Because Matt Moore is... Such a young kid with so much fucking potential. I would. I don't think so. I mean, I remember. I think. I, I think JP had a little bit of a run with the with the Dodgers uh, when he went there. I don't. Know. It's it's hard for me to say because it's it's the NL, so I'm not sure. Right. But um, I, I have confidence in Matt Moore. I'm a big fan of his, and I I really want to see him work through this. I mean, it's. I mean, 
Yeah, what he he get? I I wonder what he, what he pitched to. I see that they they scored three in the second and then another two in the fifth. So yeah, I would maybe if he labored through the first few innings, maybe he was pulled by the fifth. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have the exact details because we we did have a shark dropper meeting before the podcast. So. Didn't get to see it. Um, did get to see the other games though, and uh, I. Th- I'm going to start banging this drum a little bit more, but it's it's time for uh, a philosophy change in this organization. Uh, I know we've said, like, okay, they've been saying how how long have we've heard have we been hearing? Oh, well, it's pitching and defense. That's our that's our mo. That's what. But what are we basing this off of? When when has this formula worked? Because it hasn't. It hasn't. It's it's gotten us to a World Series, yeah. But we lost that World Series and we lost it bad. We've really we've we've had one AL East division winning title right and one pennant and the all the other times we ever made it into the playoffs we squeaked squeaked in I'll, I'll emphasize that squeaked yeah. into the playoffs literally in a, in a wild card position our last fucking out of the last fucking game like 162 magic is what you call the epitome of squeaking into the playoffs right and and second wild card positions well but i mean here's the thing the philosophy change also has to come with a change changing of the guard as as far as talent goes because you look at the offense that we have you can't swing for the fucking fences right and you know the little the little amount of game that i did catch they were trying to bomb it that's what they that's what the bats were trying to do they they weren't trying to you know get a guy in base they weren't they weren't Right, let's go out there and be a hero. They weren't playing small ball. Yeah, they were aiming for the fences. It's, and I go, you're not that team. Well, I mean, it's the philosophy of like taking what the pitcher gives you. So I guess they, it's up to them to decide. Oh, well, this looks like a ball I can hit out of the park. And then it's, it's, you know, I don't know. Right. It, it, <laughs> so I mean, what do you do? Do you stop being, you know, skippy with your money? And well, they got a bit. They got that big TV deal coming up. I don't know how much they that's do. gonna that's going to help them but i mean it's it's certainly going to get to the point where it's like you can't start crying poor again when we're the the number 15th uh, television market in sports i heard, I heard we're like one of the, in the top 5 is baseball oh as as far as yeah, as far as baseball goes yeah we're we are definitely top 5 as as far as radio and television ratings and you mean to tell me that that that's not going to make a big impact when you come when it comes time to sign your new deal with Fox? Well, and even after they did the Longoria deal, they even said we have enough cash where we could do a very similar deal with another player. And I was like, oh, you got to give us a price, right? Mm-mm. And nothing ever came of that. So I know that they're sitting on a surplus of money. They're sitting on at least a hundred million over ten years. See, we're 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 caught in the middle of this this. Uh this whole debate between the city and the Rays, and it's kind of like we're all we're all suffering because of, because of it because the Rays are going to go and cry poor, and they're saying, "Well, we can't support a team yeah. as long as the stadium is the way it is." These they're going to cry and whine and bitch and moan and piss and complain until they get their new stadium, and then it, it'll be a non-issue, and they'll pay for players or they'll do what have you. Has your has your um, opinion changed on whether we're going to keep the Rays or not? Because I know that you've been a really big advocate over the last two years, over the last hundred episodes of Word of the Bay, that we will keep them even, yeah, even afterwards. But I sort of got a last a different, last one. A different sense of direction from you on the last one. Well, no, the, the, okay. So let me explain. Uh, 
especially today. Like today was an encouraging thing uh, where I realized, oh shit, we're one, they're one, we're one of the top five markets in, as far as television and radio go, and and baseball, and we're we're uh, I think number fifteen uh, a television market, something like that. So I'm, yeah, like, if you're in business, are you you're just gonna leave that? You're just going to say, oh, well, that's not, we're going to leave. It's not going to work. Like, no, you look at that and you say, okay, there's a problem here. We need, how do we remedy this problem to get these eyeballs and turn them into butts into the seat? And I don't think they're going to leave that. I well, this is all just, just him and Han. And, and it's, this is all, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, you know, the, the, oh, the trumping it up. The trumping it up. And now, oh, wow. they the problem. Yeah, yeah. There, he's the, he's the rooster just um, scratching his feet and you know, right? I, I I can't do anything with this. What am I supposed to do with this? And that that's that's what's going on right now. Right. It's I I, I agree with you. I just don't want to see him go in the route of like, well, we're going to start blacking out games. And it's never no. worked. It never will work. <laughs> You're just going to alienate the fan base more. Exactly. I mean. Can we take a lesson from the Buccaneers? It's like, how, yeah. how would that work out for everybody? No, yeah, it's 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 resulted in like the the lowest fan support in years. Like I've never seen the the fan base as it, as it is now. I never thought it would get back to this point, you know. Right. But here we are. Yeah. Uh, I don't. They're not going to leave this area behind. But they, they, they something needs to change where it's like you look look at the the. The lineups that have won the World Series and and years past with your, you know your Buster Posey's and your uh, Pablo Sandoval's and uh, you know your just big poppies yeah your big poppies big productive lineups where's where's the pitching and defense team that's won the World Series where where the where are those pitching and defensive teams that have been winning World Series left and right are they out there well yeah I mean I want to say you can correct me if I'm wrong because. I'm gonna look it up. I'll look it up and see if, if I want to say the Giants fall into that category a little bit. I mean, they have very strong pitching. They had Madison Bumgarner and Lince come, and they had um, I think what not Carpenter, but um, I mean, it's, it certainly does take a, a strong starting rotation. Well, to I get was there. What is what is every World Series champion team have in common? They have that one really strong number one ace. Right, they have the ace. They have the they have the ace and they have at least three guys in the lineup that can protect each other. Right. We have none of that. We've got we've got an ace, but who's 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 afraid of anybody in, in the Rays lineup? Up and down. Is, is, does anybody come to the plate and you're you're a Boston Red Sox fan? And you're like, oh fuck. No, I, I ain't afraid Absolutely of nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I ain't afraid of nobody. Maybe I mean what's sad is that Butler is probably our best hitter right now. Yeah. It's now a, who the fuck is he? Yeah, who, who the fuck is that guy? He, you know, all, well, all he does is hit. So looking at the last few years, Giants, Red Sox, Giants, you know that they they all strong lineups. You know, I would say the Phillies. Yeah, Phillies, yeah, but you know, the Phillies had a vet. They they had that that vet squad. They had uh, they still had Chase Utley. They had Ryan Howard, and then you have um, um, the fucking first yeah, baseman. You're right. Yeah, I mean it's. The White Sox, the the red, look look, none of these. When I look up and down this these these champions, none of these guys scream pitching and defense to me. They all scream, oh, they had this the guy, this guy, and this guy who could hit. Right, like that's what that says to me. I mean, Big Poppy was batting fucking seven fifty in the World Series. Yeah, unfucking so real. Go fuck yourself if you're gonna say, oh well, pitching and defense, it's our, it's what we're built on. Like where where show me where that works. Like is this the nineteen twenties where you know. 
Where Shoeless Joe Jackson's up to bat number four. Yeah, winding it up. Oh, it's another pitch. Strikeout. That's another one nothing game in the books there, folks. Carly Clownface Johnson. See you tomorrow. And yeah, it's. It, I hear you. I, no, it, I, it never I, dawned on me until today. Like, yeah, where where does that work? What happened? Where's our pitching and defense teams? Right, but you know, and then what doesn't help is that you have like the Kansas City Royals going to a Game Seven against the Giants, who are a pitching and defense type of uh, type of team. But yeah, they still lose. I I, I don't know, but it, it but it's certainly if you can take a, a a a team to a Game Seven built on that philosophy, everybody's going to look at them as an example and see like, hey, hey, see. See, yeah, yeah. See? came down to the very last Came, game. That's what it was. It must, it must work somehow, somewhere, some kind of way. I mean, it, it seems like everybody saw Moneyball and freaked the fuck out. Yeah, and said, "Yes, this is what I'm going to base my team off of." Well, I mean, absolutely, that that can work, but it's it's like I would argue going back to that. I think the Red Sox in 2008 is that when they won it after the oh the, the, the long drought. No, no, 2004, 2007 is what I'm thinking. Oh, so the, all the big... Oh, oh, no, 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 you're right. 2004. Yeah, yeah, the four Red Sox. That team, I would I would argue, is based off of pitching and defense. And just like OBP batters. You yeah. Know, short, short, short gamers. Let's see, who was, their, who was, their, who was pitching for them? They, had, they still had, uh, they had Wakefield. They had uh, Schilling. They had, um, um, they still had Martinez. Pedro I mean, Martinez. They have some batters. They have some yeah. batters. They have the Ortiz. They have Euclid. Yeah, but that you know, or but, they yeah. Well, Euclid was like a you know they uh, he was famously called the golden god of of uh, walks. You know, he was he's he's the, an, uh, a huge OBP guy. Okay, so yeah, they had uh, the the big poppy and um, um, who the fuck Manny Ramirez. I mean, they had the, those guys were just coming on with your Johnny Damons, and I mean, I guess those are your three guys that you want to say that that. But those guys didn't play on this team. Yeah, you're oh, very, no, they, no, they did. Ramirez they did. Yeah, did. you're right. And Damon. Yeah, I'm kidding. The, I mean, in the Veritex of the world. But I, I would give it to you. I would say that that this was a, a, a big time pitching team. Wakefield was a was a was a really good knuckleballer. Like this is when he was in his best. And Kurt Schilling was was your ace. God, Pedro think, Martinez was maybe one of the greatest Red Sox pitchers of all time. Wakefield was Wakefield's good. Yeah. See, I I feel like he's is he still around? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Isn't he pitching for? Um, God, I I have three teams in mind, and I know one of them's right. Uh, Giants, Phillies, or the Cardinals. Not sure. Can't just click on his yeah. name. Red Sox. It's the last team he played for. Red well, Sox. Shit. Well, fuck me. I know, but questionably sober takes on sports. <laughs> All right, so back to the issue at hand. I think it's got to change. Something's got to change where it's like we need guys to hit balls better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just do better. Just do better. Yeah, holy shit. Just do better. Okay, somebody, if you know somebody in the Rays organization, send them this podcast. Do better. Well, you know Matt Moore. I mean, Get yeah, on his ass. Yeah, really. But why Why is it that the guys guys are killing it in, in, the, in the minors, and then they come up to the majors, and all of a sudden it's, they kind of break? And it's like, well, we don't know what the fuck happened. Could it be like it, a, a hitting coach, maybe? Ooh, I, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've been screaming this for years, and I've been shot down for years. So I, I was, I, I got onto it early last year. I was, I was, I was kind of all excited. Dick got a little hard about, you know, Allison, another coach. 
and then I kind of backed off of it a little, but I think it's something's got to change. If it's been this long, if it's been this bad for this long, it's got to change. That's all I'm saying. I yeah, I've been calling for Shelton's head for three years, four years. I've been calling for Shelton's head three, three, four, five years now. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback, bitches. Uh, so, uh, verdict sucks. Sucks. Fucking joke, Wally. Wally, let's God go. Damn it. Okay, we're gonna cut it short this 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 uh, week. There's no sports to talk about. Yeah, we won't keep you too long. Yeah. Hey, you had you all had fun. Uh, go to sharkdropper.com. Check out any of our uh, fantastic podcasts available now. Uh, you have Paralyzed, our horror podcast. You have War of the Bay, of course, which is this podcast. You have the Shark Dropper podcast. The so comedy improv roundtable. The uh, Horror Play podcast, which is uh, video games. Uh, scary. We're searching for the scariest video game out there. Ooh, you have Doppel Avenue Hurt, which Kyle is the uh, starring role in. James Keys. Which is a fictional spoof noir. Uh, you also have um, top movie, five, top five, where uh, random shark dropper people come in. And we just count down the top five, whatever sidekicks, cocktails, bands we hate. Uh, also, movies, films, and flicks, where it's just a uh, a review and sort of um, satire of B movies. I don't know; it's fun. It's good stuff. And if you like this podcast or any of the other ones, uh, go to iTunes, and it takes you. Literally 90 seconds. You've been talking to us, or you've been listening to us talk for longer than 90 seconds on just this alone when you could have been reviewing one of our podcasts on iTunes. Yeah. And if you go to sharkdropper.com, there's a little button by the homepage. It's called Patreon. If you enjoy our podcast or if you want to find a way to support us, um, that's, you know, if you want to do something to support us because you like us and you think we're good guys, go to Patreon. Donate a dollar a month. It's twelve bucks for the entire year, and it does help us out um, immensely. It gives us a little bit of cash to be able to do uh, some better things for you guys to make some content for you guys. Absolutely, we're going to uh, be revamping the studio soon to have better audio quality and hopefully a little bit cooler. We've been cool for years, man. Cool, so yeah, man. I've done been cool, cool on the outside of pillow. All right, thanks, Audible, uh, for sponsoring. Thanks to Blog Talk Radio for hosting. Uh, that has been more of the day for this week. I am Kyle. I'm Jonathan. We'll see you again. Later. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.